Hey there, Unleashed with me, John Lund from KBR Radio in San Francisco. A little giant spring training talk and no already on Otani. Let's go. Welcome in. It is Unleashed. Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund from KBR Radio in San Francisco, as you can see. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, we are not in studio. I am vacationing this week, but I want to get some stuff in and make sure that you and I still connect. Make sure that you are, if you are watching on the YouTube channel, please subscribe. All you have to do, John Lund, Unleashed. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you very much for listening on the podcast. All you have to do, Apple, Spotify, the favorite places you can get your podcasts. And I won't be on this week on uh, KNBR. Actually, I will be back on Friday with FP, and so we'll talk all about Giant Spring Training. But just a couple of quick Things as far as spring training is concerned, things I'm reading, things I'm seeing, I'm still working and, and talking to people. Uh, the catching situation is one. We'll get into Otani a little bit just because his agent is talking. It certainly sounds like he's going to leave, and I think that the Giants would be going down another ill-fated path, and I'm not angry about what happened with the players they didn't get in the offseason. We all have to get past it and focus on the players that they do have, but uh, I think in the future uh, probably a lesson was learned and we'll go back to a philosophical change I think the Giants need to make that we talked about a couple of episodes as well ago. So anyway, uh, questions, comments, thoughts, at John Lund Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, If you're watching on the YouTube channel, just put the comments right here underneath and I will definitely get back to everything. Now, as far as Otani is concerned, let me talk about that first just because it is the meatiest of the topics. So his agent came out and essentially said, we're not going to talk about the future. And and basically what it comes down to is this. If the Angels can show Otani in some way, shape, or form that they can be a winner, which they haven't for a number of years, and they don't look like they're going to be this year, despite the fact that, you know, they've tried this before, whether it was Josh Hamilton or Anthony Rendon or Albert Pujols, none of those guys have lived up to expectations. In in, um, Rendon's case, he's the only one left. The other ones didn't live up to expectations. And the one thing that Artie Moreno and the, and the Angels have apparently never learned is pitching, 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 and then you can get enough hitting. And I think that's what the Giants, and we'll get into philosophical thoughts with the Giants here in a second, and some early training th- early spring training thoughts. It's clear to me that the Dodgers didn't go on a spending spree and are trying to get uh, close or below the luxury tax because they're going to take a big run at Otani. Um, I think the Yankees will take a big run at Otani. I think Steve Cohen and the Mets – regardless of what they spent this offseason, are going to make a big run at Otani. And I don't know Otani, but here's what I do know. Is that if you just look at logic and basics, he can be the biggest star in the entire world. And that means everybody. That means LeBron, uh, name him. Whatever quarterback you want to talk about, the NFL is getting more worldly, but it's not. Uh, maybe outside of some some soccer or football players, Otani has the chance, if he goes to the right place, to – be a he's already a worldwide star but into the orbit and into the universe I don't know why he chose the Angels uh everybody knows and he didn't need anybody to say this they're the second team in LA uh, I've said this on the air many times go down to a Dick's Sporting Goods or any sporting goods store or whatever that carries uh jerseys and the such for each team and you'll see a bunch of Lakers stuff you see a bunch of Dodgers stuff you'll even see some Kings stuff and then all of a sudden you look and there's like three trout jerseys over off to the side. I mean, the Angels just make no ripple effect. They, they make no waves in Southern California. And so maybe that's what Otani wanted at first. Uh, maybe he was attracted by Mike Trout. Maybe they get, they filled him full of a load that we're going to win and this, that, and the other. Whatever the case may be, it's not a high-profile enough place for him to be, and clearly they don't win enough. 
And to me, the winning may come first or the whole high profile. If I'm his agents, I'm saying, dude, you're in L.A., but you're not. And so the, the Dodgers are going to make a big run, clearly, because they don't, they don't take off seasons off, and they did this year. So that's clear. They're going after Otani big time. Uh, the Yankees kept Judge. They could still go after Otani. And again, he's he's his family's in Japan, so maybe it's a lot better for him if he's on the West Coast. So I could definitely see the Dodgers. I don't think the Angels are going to have a chance if they don't win to extend him. And then the Mets and Yankees are going to be crazy aggressive after him. And so will a number of teams who I don't think are going to get him because if I'm his, uh, that side of his agency, I'm saying, look, we can market you to make so much money it's not even funny. Now, again, maybe he's not into that, but indications are – that he realizes now after a few years of being in the majors that the Angels aren't the place for him, that they don't win, they're not high-profile enough. And he does fine. The guy's not going to starve. But he's been on a deal with the Angels that was just a screaming deal for the Angels, and now he's going to arbitration. He'll make you know a good amount of money. But he's going to be looking at next year $50 million at least on the field because he can do two things. And he's going to be looking at getting a ton of money wherever he goes, but specifically Newark or L.A. And it's not a dig on San Francisco. My point on the Giants is, and this could change if they win at a really high level and then could convince him somehow. But the issue for the Giants is not that they went after Aaron Judge and that they went after Correa and then they went after Harper and they went after Stanton and they went after all these guys. After a while, and I tell my 19-year-old son this all the time, it's not that you make a mistake. It's that you continually make the same mistake. So if you're the Giants, and I say this all the time, your philosophy needs to change. This offseason should have been about Okay, you didn't want to take the chance on Jacob DeGrom. I understand that. But you can't go into the season with Logan Webb and then a bunch of 30-plus-year-old guys who are really 3, 4, and 5, and really the most of them are 4 and 5 starters, and think, well, quantity is better than quality. It's not. And especially when you get into the playoffs, it's not. And when we hear all the time Billy Bean's philosophy, for example, who says, well, it's just kind of a crapshoot in the playoffs. No, it's not. If you have the top two or three pitchers, you know, if you have a three-man rotation like the Giants did when you're talking about 10, 12, and 14, and I know 14, not as much. But when you go into 10 and you're looking at Bumgarner and Lincecum and Kane, and that's not luck. Those guys can dominate you and shut you down, and so that's what you need. So this year, not not bringing Radon back was a, was a critical error for the Giants. He's in your building. And I get it that you don't want to do that, and, and Farhan wants to do reclamation projects where you can tell all those other general manager friends, look what I did with this guy. And I got him on a two-year deal, and it was great. Yeah, and then they're gone. And then Gosman's gone. Then Radon's gone. And you have no no continuity in your pitching staff. I get it that the hitters won't come here. But the pitchers will. Now, you're saying, wait a minute, Otani's both. He's a pitcher and a hitter. I get it. But he, he is a hitter at some point. And I just I don't think that he'll come here. I think it's going to be another one of those things, and, and I've said this on the podcast before, Aaron Judge was never going to come here. All right, so you wasted your time. So I'm not upset with you for anything other than pursuing someone you were never going to get. And Correa was a different kind of a story. I don't blame them at all for Correa, but again, they had intel on the ankle long before we knew anything about the ankle. Why did you pursue him in the first place? Again, I'm over it. It's the players that they have. It's fine. But unless they have a massive turnaround this year like they did in 2021, I don't think Otani is going to give the Giants a second look. And then you're going to spend your time competing against the Dodgers who are, who are already preparing for Otani or the Yankees or a or – a, and again, San Francisco is a major market. It's not that it's not. It's not that the Giants don't have the money to compete in it. It's just that I think that Otani's people are looking at this unique situation and saying Yankees, Dodgers, or bust, or maybe Mets. 
but they've had kind of the second team in a, in a major city situation with the Angels. I don't know that they'll do the Mets. Maybe they will. But I think it's Yankees or Dodgers for Otani. Too bad. Go after pitching, pitching, and more pitching. I would have gone Rodon in this offseason. I would right now be really aggressive after Corbin Burns. I mean, that's this is what the Giants need to do. Oh, you're having a problem? The, the Milwaukee Brewers are a small market team. The Pittsburgh Pirates with Brian Reynolds, small market team. You may not be the Dodgers or the Yankees in terms of what you can spend, but you can be an aggressive bully. And you can bully and you can get Corbin Burns right now. And he's your number two. And then all these other guys, all this depth that you have that you have uh, acquired is dandy. But these are three fours and fives and more likely fours and fives. And now you use your XX, excess pitching to go get the hitting that you need. Now look. Sean Manaya, Alex Wood, uh, guys like that, Ross Stripling, they're not going to bring you Brian Reynolds. I get that. But you and I have talked about this many times before. There are different ways to use your farm system. And if Luciano is not going to be the top five or top ten prospect that you think he is and he's going the wrong way and he's got an injured back now, before he loses a tremendous amount of value, why not include him in a deal to get Brian Reynolds? And all of a sudden, Yaz is back and right, and Brian Reynolds is a switch-hitting center fielder at the top of your order and then you've got some depth in your outfield because who thinks at 30-plus years old Conforto and Hanager are going to stay healthy? You're going to need four outfielders, and you have a DH to mess with anyway. And you really think that Lamont Wade Jr. is going to stay healthy at first base? I mean, the Giants are if, 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 if. And I have a philosophy. I throw philosophies at you all the time. If you, if you go into a season in any sport and you've got a number of ifs, a handful of ifs, you're going nowhere. If first, if Lamont Wade works out at first base, if Brandon Crawford at 36 can be an effective shortstop, and especially without the shift, if David Villar at third base, if Joey Bart at catcher, if Conforto can stay healthy, if, 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 if a number two emerges amongst a group of guys who are three, fours, and fives, they have too many ifs. Bring in Corbin Burns, be aggressive against a small market team that's not getting along with their star. Now that's not an if. It's not an if if you bring in Brian Reynolds in center field and bring him back. You, you lost him in the McCutcheon trade. I'm not mad about it. You got to do what you got to do. But Brian Reynolds is in center. There's no if in center. Yaz goes back to right. There's no if in right. And then you don't. these guys don't both have to be healthy all season, season long. Conforto can DH. Hanniger can DH. Give him a day off. Keep him fresh. Let him play more games. And now you've got some depth on your team. You know, uh, Flores is not in camp. He's, his wife's having a baby. There's another piece of, like, all these pieces of depth, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, if a guy gets hurt. It's not if a guy gets hurt in a 162-game season. It's when. So they have a bunch of depth in their pitching rotation, but they don't have a star or number two, a number two, a Rodon to replace Rodon. And as far as their lineup is concerned, it's if, 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 if. Just bring in this one player. Be aggressive at some point. And I just feel like they've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and, and we're hearing about all these young guys and Casey Schmidt and Kyle Harrison, and we've heard it before. And I think people are right to be skeptical until it starts, and still until the farm system starts bearing fruit, and it hasn't. And we've heard about all these different guys. I'm not comparing it to the Padres because they have an owner that has decided that you know he he was in, had an interview on I guess t Monday or Tuesday. And said we're going to be aggressive. We're going to we're going to spend money. We're going to, and that's fine. At some point, that's going to blow up. So I'm not going to continually say what the Dodgers do, what the Padres do. But those are the teams in your division, so you bring them up. 
And the Dodgers through the years, the last number of years, have brought up prospects, traded prospects. I mean, there's different ways to use their system. The Padres had a, a top, really the top farm system in baseball for a long time. C.J. Abrams and uh, Mackenzie Gore and a bunch of all these different names that you heard of. They used them to get Juan Soto. You can use your system to either bear that fruit yourself or people look at your system and say, hey, if you trade me these guys, I'll give you that guy, the established star. And that's one thing the Giants haven't been able to do because their farm system hasn't been good enough or they don't want to touch the fruit. They feel like it's it's you can't touch it. All right, if you want to do that with Harrison, that's fine. But there's nobody else in the system that I see or have heard or that is going in the right direction. I mean, look at the numbers for Luis Matos. Look at the numbers for Patrick Bailey. Look at, you know, all, a lot of these guys that we heard the name, they're not performing at the minor league level. So all of a sudden they're going to perform at the major league level? I mean, before they completely lose their value, use them to be competitive. You're a major market team. And too much, and, and so far, and with Farhan, and again, I'm not mad about Judge. I'm not mad about Correa. What I'm saying is just learn your lesson from it. And then in terms of your farm system, act like you're a major market team. you got to make some moves. And right now, Corbin Burns isn't happy. Right now, Brian Reynolds isn't happy. Maybe they're rattling the cage, and I don't know about it, but it hasn't really been their MO, so I'm just doubtful that they're doing it. So anyway, point is, spring training underway. Uh, there's some noise on Austin Wins over Joey Bart. Bart's got to win that job. Um, that's good for the organization. That's good for the fans. Start bearing some fruit out of the farm system. He's got to be solid. They didn't pick him, I get it, but that was one of the guys we heard of from the beginning. Uh, Lamont Wade Jr. got a boost of confidence from Brandon Belt, who I saw go to uh, a Blue Jays camp. That was weird. But he thinks that if he stays healthy, if, 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 that he can be solid. I'm okay with Tyro. I'm okay with Crawford. I hope on Peralta because I really like him. There was a story I think Alex Pavlovich wrote that he bought a five brand-new 530 uh, BMW because now he feels like he belongs. He's going to be a major leaguer. That's a good move, actually. Like, yeah. I'm a major leaguer. This is what I'm going to drive. I'm going to, you know, it's it's a mental thing, right? I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm nervous about the outfield and staying healthy. In fact, I know they won't. So that's what I'm talking about with this depth. And I just think that they that that they shouldn't be over as far as making transactions. And I'm not talking about minor transactions. I'm not talking about plucking a guy off of you know the end of a 40 man roster. I'm not talking about those things that he's famous for. I'm talking about making some aggressive moves because. Again, look, it doesn't mean because the Padres have all these all-world players that they're going to they're gonna blow up. But if Tatis is of the right mind, and it certainly seems at spring training that he is, um, and the type of pitching depth they have, they're going to be really tough. And look, I, I don't care that the Dodgers didn't make any move. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. And until further, further notice, they're the team to beat in the NL West. And I know you hate to hear that, but that's just a fact. And then just to recap on Otani, I just think, that's going to, you're going to be going down a road that is going to take up so much time. It's going to be Aaron Judge all over again. I don't think he's going to consider San Francisco. We can go back, and you can rip me on this one if he does. I just don't see it, and I think it's going to be a waste of time. The philosophical change that I constantly talk about with the, with the Giants is pitching, 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 and get enough hitting. That's how they won World Series. You don't need to get the big guy. I understand you want to do that for ticket sales, but ultimately we'll come back in mass if you win. And the way that the San Francisco Giants win, especially with this ballpark, is to pitch and go out and get the the high-end pitching. And it's no offense to Manaya or Stripling or any of the guys they went out and got over the last number of years. Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, really solid players. I like them. They're good players. But to let Radon go and replace him with Stripling and Manaya, qual, uh, quantity over quality, I don't like that. I don't like that way to go. 
and I just think it's a look who we got, and we only got him for two years, when the industry, unfortunately, is going to five-year deals. DeGrom got a five-year deal. Shocking, but he got it. And he's going to be hurt for a lot of it. But the position players are getting double-digit years, and the pitching is starting to, is getting four and five years, even if it's questionable health. And we know an arm can fall off at any point. And we know what happened to Kane's contract and Azito's and everything. Long-term contracts aren't great. But it's the way the industry's going, and a lot like the NFL, where you don't want to give anybody outside of a quarterback a $20 million contract. Well, it, that's what that's the road it went down. And John Gruden traded Khalil Mack, and it didn't work out so well. It's just what's happening in the industry. And you can either do it or you can think that you're smarter than everybody else and continue to give out one- and two-year contracts, have no continuity, and then don't re-sign Gosman, don't re-sign Radon. You found the diamond in the rough, then keep it. Every single year trying to find it and revamp it. We saw 2021, great, everything went right. But that's what has to happen this year. You have to get all that magic again, it has to go right. And you don't have to win 107. You have to win 88 to 91 to get into the playoffs probably. Can this team do that? We'll keep you up to date. All right, there's a quick update on what's going on as far as the Giants are concerned. I wanted to get a little bit out there as far as Otani because we're already starting to hear his name. And he's going to get moved at the deadline this year, I think. I, I don't think that the Angels are going to be any good. They're going to try to convince him throughout the season to re-sign with them, the Angels, and he's not going to. I think it's clear you're seeing it from uh, – he doesn't want to talk about it. His agents are kind of uh, talking about uh, you know certain things. And I just – I don't think he's going to resign. So I think at the deadline, somebody's giving getting a, a boatload to the Angels, and they're actually probably better because of it. And they're going to trade Otani somewhere. He'll be a short-term rental, and next year he's going to end up with the Dodgers or the Yankees because marketing-wise it makes a ton of sense. Should the Giants go after him? I don't think so. I think you learn your lesson. I'd love Otani to be in, in orange and black, but I just don't see it. So anyway, give me your thoughts. Hit me up on the comments line below. Also, make sure that you uh, follow me. Uh, on the uh, YouTube channel or the podcast, where you get your favorite podcast, Spotify, Apple, and the such. I will do a live chat tomorrow. I'm out on vacation, as you can see behind me. Don't have the normal uh, studio, but uh, out on vacation, and we will be back uh, Friday. I'll be back in town Friday. I'll do a live chat, and we'll do a live chat tomorrow as well. Do a little giant spring training talk. What do you think? And we got the combine coming up. Next month, we got free agency with the 49ers. Ton of stuff. Warriors coming back from the break. When can, When is Steph Curry going to get healthy? Nothing else matters other than that. We can talk Warriors, blah, 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 till we're blue in the face. Nothing matters until Steph Curry has a timetable to return, and then we can have some sort of a conversation of what the, the Warriors can do come playoff time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, listening on, on the uh, podcast and watching on the YouTube channel. It is John Lund, Unleashed John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco, 10 to 2 normally. I'll be back on Friday and then back good from there on KMBR and KMBR 680. Make sure you listen, you watch, and, of course, thanks to the Locked On Podcast Network.